Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And today we dived underwater with a billboard full of government secrets to bring you the latest trailers from Hollywood. Sure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> that's a pastiche of uh, all three trailers that we watched. But can you guess which ones they are? Oh, soon enough. I don't think out. I can guess which ones they are. So, without further ado, I do believe it's time for Box Office it Report. Is, yeah. So, last week, we released the stop-motion animated film The Curious, the Curious Flight, Flight of the, the Hymenopteryx. In brackets, underneath, a film by Isaac and AJ. No, no, it was a full-scale stop-motion film by Isaac and AJ. By Isaac and AJ, yes. Strangely enough, um, and I'm not sure if it was uh, a typo, it wasn't anything deliberate, Mm. when we said uh, a film by Isaac and AJ, um, the the people thought that was one person uh, whose name was Isaac and AJ. Um, and like, uh, he's got this sort of cult following, a little bit Banksy-ish. No one's quite oh, okay. not quite sure who he is. Yep. They feel as though with a, a surname like uh, Najay, yep. they he might be like Indian or Pakistani. Yeah. This auteur who's put out this incredible film. Yep. Because obviously, in the box office report, we talk about our films itself. Mm. The Curious Flight of the Hymenopteryx incredibly well received. Wow. Um, out at the movies. Yep. Uh, lots of. What's that? Is it the bee from the film or is it Oscar buzz? <laughs> because uh, lots of talk about um, Oscar nominations. Obviously, we're very close to this year's Oscars. We are, yeah. Um, one of the curses of releasing a film uh, this early on is by the time next Oscars <laughs> roll around, we may have been forgotten. Yeah. But um, look, I'm personally still holding out hope that they'll nominate us for this year's Oscars. I know that they've released the lists yeah. already, but I, you never know. They revise these things. That's not a lockdown PDF that they issue out to the Academy <laughs> members. They can edit it. So every week we, we tend to come in with these problems, or, you know, delays in mm. filming, as, actors not sort of getting on board. Yep. Um, we had no problems, none whatsoever, Great. and I think it comes down to what we did is ignore the five most poisonous words ever uttered in Hollywood. Okay. And they are, we'll fix it in, in post. post. Yeah. And what we did is no post-production. Yeah. At all. So real straight to cinema. Um, like yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, you know, uh, we're going to edit out the, the wires for the, for the ants' legs. No. You know, we'll just fix it in post. No, we'll fix it now and we'll get it done. Um, so, so you know, it, it, normally it takes ages to sort of build costuming and they'll yeah, CGI yeah, yeah. bits in. Yep. We just took 3D models of insects, yep. whacked it into a 3D printer, yep. um, printed it at like a 1,000% scale, yep. costumes done. Um, uh, put put the actors in there. Why don't we, you know, get a shot from this angle and a shot from this angle and a shot from this angle? No, yep. we get 10 cameras and we just shoot it as the storyboard goes. Yep. No editing. Hey, why don't, so, we, why don't we go through and do some color correction? Hey, why don't we just light it properly the first time and not have to go through later? Why don't we put in some foliating? Yep. You know what sounds a lot like people stepping on the ground? People, people are stepping on the ground. Why don't we just record it now and not just go, we'll fix it in post, which, as I said, are the five most poisonous words ever uttered in Hollywood right. just get it the first time round so what and that's what we did hang on a uh, sec the film runs for an hour and 36 minutes do you know how long we shot for <laughs> one hour and 36 minutes but, uh, hang on you, 
How does this work? You said we shot on 10 cameras. Exactly. So there's there's, there's no need to um, reset the camera and yeah. shoot from another angle. We shoot 10 seconds on camera one. We shoot the next three seconds oh, on camera two. Yeah, yeah. We shoot the next four seconds on camera 10. Yeah. It just And then instead of editing, it's all just going to the, so the one reel. Oh, great. And all the cuts are just okay. done live instead of fixing it in post. <laughs> all right. Okay, so all of our actors had to nail their dialogue like first time there was, every time. There was one line yep. that Dennis Quaid didn't quite nailed yeah and i'm just like you know what we're not gonna do it we're gonna yep. take it it was like 99 percent good yeah and it's like the one thing i'm just not happy with in the film yep um his final line of yep. like i'll get you next time yeah yeah um i just didn't think he was quite in it but it was the last shot of the film yep uh it, it only took us an hour and 36 minutes to film i'm like yeah, we yeah. can go back we can reshoot it yep. we can edit i'm like no we've we've shot with a philosophy of everything on camera yep. as it goes yep Easiest film experience ever. Great. And now, uh, as I said, lots of Oscar buzz about this this great film yeah. by someone the the public is calling Isaac and Nay <laughs> Um and uh, and yeah. So again, so hang on a sec. Does that mean that our profile has not moved at all as a result? Uh, I mean, they know that movie film studios. Um, okay, was responsible, that, right, creatively responsible. Yep. But now we've got this sort of Banksy-esque auteur who's no one's quite yeah, sure yeah. about the identity. All right. And um, yeah, uh, so there's. I, I did mention we got a lot of um, Oscar buzz mm. for this film because it's just going around and everyone's like, this is the cute um, animation-y kind yeah. of film that yep. everyone wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, Isle of Dogs isn't even out yet. Let's go see The Curious Flight of the Hymenotrix. Yeah. Um, the issue is there's now a lot of contention with our crew as yeah. to which Oscars we're going to get nominated for. Oh, yeah, that's Because they're point. just like, is it going to be nominated for an animation film? No, because the puppeteer's like, it's not animation. Where yeah, the yeah. puppeteer's, is it going to be nominated for best costume design? Well, actually, we just 3D scanned insects and printed them out, so yeah. there's not a lot of costume design. Best editing, we didn't edit it uh, at all. <laughs> um, best lighting, maybe, because maybe. we put a lot of effort into... Best not- cinematography. Exactly. Like, there's, there's a few of them there, but, like exactly where the film like best acting who gets the ask, acting nomination is yeah. that is that the the person in the life-size insect suit or is it the person the operating it yeah this is, is the, it is there a category for puppeteering yeah this is um, the andy circus problem all over again exactly where where does it fit in so i mean we'll cross that bridge when we come to it in 12 yeah, months time i feel like they'll just make up a new category for us at some point, the Academy will be like, well, this is just a film. You know when sound was invented? Yeah. The Oscar, the Academy had to go ahead and create a whole new category for best sound or best sound mixing in exactly. a film. Every now and then, a film comes around that just like breaks conventions and becomes a new paradigm in the filmmaking experience. And that's when the Academy says, well, <laughs> going to have to revise that list, you see? Yeah, exactly. And and The Curious Flight of the Hymenoptrix is that film. It is indeed. Great. 2019. Uh, speaking of Oscars. Yes. Yes, uh, the, uh March 4th, I believe, this year is uh, yeah. Oscar territory. Just a, a three short days from the release of the this week's episode. Somewhere yeah, yeah, along yeah. those lines. It's uh, Obviously, this is the last episode that we're recording before the Oscars officially are announced yeah and so with that in mind uh we've done oscar themed trailers this week it's our oscar special it is why not our yearly tradition now I, i'd like to say uh we were not nominated for any oscars not this even year. tequila gold so tequila gold didn't get an i i mentioned <sighs> that the salary movie we got a, a letter yep. from um from big hollywood that uh that yep. we got a nomination because we'd released a 3d animated film yep and every 3d animated film that yeah, ever gets released gets an oscar nomination yeah they got wind of the fact that we just used the motion capture dots 
to um to be uh, yeah. salt in the yeah. movie, and they're just like, that's not animation. You didn't animate Are anything. You, me? you just used the dots. You're kidding me. And I'm just like, well, what do you, what do you want from us? That's and they're just it. like, we want you to animate something. They they officially revoked our nominations. Um, so I mean, I've already rented my tux. <laughs> um, I'll probably still put it on and sit at home and. <laughs> Pretend yeah, we'll, like I'm we'll, on the red carpet. We'll but. watch the live stream or the live broadcast of it in our tuxes and we'll occasionally hurl cider bottles at the screen. Yeah, but I mean, having said that, no nominations for Oscars. Also, simultaneously, mm. no nominations for Razzies. Hey! We are officially nice. middle of the road film studio. I think that's where you want to be. Exactly that's exactly where you want to be. be. Yeah. Um, we didn't make any of the worst films of the year. We didn't make any of the best films of the year. Yep. We made a lot of films. <laughs> and and to be sitting that middle of the road is exactly where we want to sit as a yep. studio. And I'm quite proud of that. I think last year we made something like possibly 13 different films. 13 or 14 films in the space of... I want to say like two or three months. So. <laughs> thirteen films in thirteen weeks. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, that's great. I'm fine being in that. No studio starts and then immediately shoots to the top. There's always a a a arc. There's always a hill that needs to be climbed. We're climbing that hill. We're not going down that hill. We're not tumbling down into the depths of hell where the Razzies reside. No, no, no. We're, it's a gradual incline. We'll get there. We will get there. Uh, so what trailers did we watch this week, AJ? Okay, first up, first cab off the ranks. Uh, and just to uh, clarify things as well, we've chosen all Best Picture all the best nominations. Pictures, yeah. uh, well, not all of them, but a selection of Best Picture nominations. Three of the, the Best Picture nominated films this week. There are a lot, a lot to choose from that we could have gone with the... Mm. Um, Best actors and yep. uh, actresses and costuming yeah. and things like that, but really we're making uh, films and we want to know what the public's interested That's in. That's right. Yes, uh, we can get great performances out of any actors. Yes. We can get great costumes from any costume designer. But yep. what are the what are the subject matters of the films that, that the well, public really wants to see? The public is apparently interested in big conspiracy theories from the government that are exposed by an American newspaper. Right in in the, the post. post. Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, and a whole bunch of other actors you've definitely seen before. Bob and Odenkirk, Bob I think, Odenkirk was in the, is in, in the there, mix. Yes. Uh, so, Spielberg's got a bit of a thing for Hanks, right? There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a long, long Hank affair. Bridge of Spies was one of his other recent films. Yep, the Terminal so. had Tom Hanks in it. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can, yep. Uh, uh, possibly the BFG had Tom Hanks in it I couldn't somewhere. tell you. Uh, maybe if Neither it was could I. driving a train of called the Polar Express in the background <laughs> somewhere. Um uh yeah, look, I don't know. This is sort of set in the post Vietnam. Yeah. So the whole uh point of this or the whole story behind it is that the Washington Post has gotten their hands on a whole bunch of classified documents uh direct from the government or stolen from the government yeah. or discovered from the government, uh that basically tell well, they basically revealed that the Viet- that the government's been lying about the Vietnam yeah, War. Yeah, covering up some sort of... Dis- Which, it's all based on true story. If, if it's not terribly clear, we, we picked three Oscar <laughs> films that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So whilst well, these are at the movies, and you yourself may have actually seen this film and yeah. know the plot, we're just basing it off, off what we've seen in the Something, trailer, yeah. which is just like lots of close-ups of Tom Hanks going, yeah. oh, this is we could get into a lot of trouble. And Meryl Streep's like, geez, we could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And then Bob Odenkirk's on a plane, is like, I've got a lot of government <laughs> secrets. And then there's like press conferences, you Ooh, boys are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, right, okay. And then so, various news reports as yeah. well with uh, very warbly Bro, sound, wobbly. very warbly sound <laughs> news readers talking about it. Uh, yeah, we have no idea what this film's about. Yeah. I, I don't there's, know. There's a newspaper, which is a, a dying, media, <laughs> dying medium. Um, they did something 
pub they they got their hands on something they weren't supposed yeah. to publish. They published it and they were trying to get it back. It's like yep. I, I haven't recovered the papers yet. Is one of the first things in the trailer. Like we published it and then we tried to get it back, or we should. I don't really know. I don't know. And there's something about Meryl Streep becoming the boss of the yeah. paper as well. So what are they gonna do if a woman's in charge? Rebel, yeah. rebel, 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 rebel. Yeah, there's um, a lot of that. It's yeah. a lot of rebel. Yeah. So again, probably another Oscar nomination for Meryl Streep. I didn't actually look if she got a Best Actress one. I'm sure she did. Uh, probably. Daniel Day Lewis did a film this year. He got a Best Actor. Yeah, of course he did. It's just one of those years. Gary Oldman got in there too for yeah, sure. uh, some other film. It is actually. It's the classic Churchill voice. Uh, great. I don't know. That's. I don't think it's in cinemas anymore. Is it? I'm sure a lot of these independent cinemas will do like a, a run up to the Oscars. Oh yeah, of, um, Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, putting all those films on, but the, be- the best of. Yep. Great. I can't wait till a local independent cinema does the best of movie film studios for the year. <laughs> and it's just like a week long marathon of like all 500 of our films. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. All right. Next trailer. Next up is uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. Yeah, starring Francis McDormand, Michael. Sh- no, not Michael Shannon. Sorry. Michael uh, Shannon's in a different. Sam, Sam Rockwell. And Ed Harris. Ed Harris and uh, Woody Harrelson. Yes, uh, and well, or, or is hang on is Ed Harris in this? Because I, I always know. get I always get Ed Harris and Woody Harrelson confused. And the <laughs> issue is one of them was always the one who was in the serious films, yeah, yeah. and one of them was always the one who yeah. didn't take himself too seriously. Yep. And now, like <laughs> Woody Harrelson's doing serious films, and I just cannot <laughs> tell the difference between the two of them. Uh, anymore. It was definitely Woody Harrelson in this film. Uh, I don't know if Ed Harris was in there. Yeah, maybe he was. I don't know. I think it may have also said that Peter Dinklage was in this film. He is, but, yes, but not in the trailer. Apparently, no, he was in the trailer. It was yeah. okay. So I mean, I spent all of I, you know, probably the last four months. Everyone comes with three billboards is really, really good, really yeah, great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to see another Coen Brothers film. Yep. They're a bit hit and miss. It's not a Coen Brothers film. <laughs> no, apparently, it's not. I found out uh, about uh, at the end of the trailer. Uh, Martin McDonough isn't Mc- someone like that. Yeah, Martin, um, did this film from he did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Yep, very, very funny mm. but also very very dark comedies. Oh, incredibly! Dark. I thought this was going to be one of those serious dark Coen Brothers like. Films like uh, your No Country for, no Old, Country for Old Men, um, and then I'm just watching this trailer. I'm like, this is actually very funny. Mm. Like, there's really good lines in here. Oh, this is pretty good. I should probably. And then it's not the Coen Brothers. I'm like, I do love the Coen Brothers, but the <laughs> fact that I thought this was a Coen Brothers film was one of the reasons I hadn't seen it already. So now you do want to go and see it. I do you? actually, yeah. yeah, quite want to see it. So again, I haven't seen this film. Neither of us has seen this no, film. Um, and from what we can tell, uh, it's about Francis McDormand has a daughter who is killed. Yep. Uh, she is unhappy with the way that the local police officers are handling the case in terms of catching the person that did it and decides to put up all these inflammatory billboards. Yeah, so, so there's there's three disused billboards outside of town. She puts it at, my daughter was murdered, it remains unsolved, what are you doing, are you Sheriff doing? Yeah. such and whatever, yep. Sheriff Ed Harris, who was played by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> um, and uh, the town sort of goes, you know, uh, is, uh, this is very inflammatory. They all sort of like go... Um, Francis McDormand, what are you doing? Yep. They turn against her, and she's just like, "Well, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you guys!" Oh, yeah. And just goes around kicking people in yep. the balls, and, and that's punching and that's, them in the face. And <laughs> Isaac has cleaned up the language there on that one. <laughs> um, she gets quite blue. She does, uh, and quite feisty. And not only does she kick people in the nuts, but she also kicks women in the theoretical area where yeah, that stuff happens. Um, yeah, just and and like yeah, just lots of really funny lines, mm. quick wit, whippy. Yeah, uh, dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, but also with the undertone of there might be a conspiracy. There's a little bit of suspense and and uh, 
and drama as yeah. well with it. So kind of a mixed bag of, of genres and, and ideas and motifs. Without giving too much away, what I've heard from people is that you leave this film not knowing how to feel. Ah. Um, and I mean, that's that seems to be a, a bit of a hallmark of a lot of, um, a lot of these Oscar-nominated films is that they leave you with a complex emotions do mm. i agree with the main character do i yes. not agree with the main character yep. do i think it was handled and um emotionally complex i suppose is yeah one of those those hallmarks sure. of a good film yep apparently this is one of them uh probably worth watching if it got nominated for yeah. an oscar and yeah. it's a film by a guy who i <laughs> quite like his body of work so um yeah i mean we really should be watching these maybe films, to be honest possibly <laughs> although having said that the tra- watching the trailers is enough to analyze what's going on and to make our own films mm. I don't really have time to sit down and watch, watch full films no. anymore. This so. is why we went to this format, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> All right. Last trailer for the episode is from our good friend Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Starring Michael Shannon this time. This, this one is the one with uh, Michael Shannon. And a girl, I, I haven't seen that, the woman. No, who- I haven't either. So this is The Shape of Water, uh, a combination sci-fi uh, adventure love story yeah, I mean, you say sci-fi. It is still set in like a um, like the nineteen forties, nineteen forties, or whereabouts. Sort yeah. of, it's got that a little bit steampunkish to the way that it's set up with lots of uh, brass pipes and fittings. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's got that classic uh, Guillermo del Toro um, creature, sort yep. of um, uh, really nice prosthetic puppetry. Um, yeah. Creature monster sort of stuff. I mean, he, obviously, he did Pan's Labyrinth and mm-hmm. that that. Seem to explore that quite a lot more because he yeah. had a lot more fantasy realm to play around with a lot more, lot more characters. This seems to be focused on one um, aquatic sea monster yep. who looks quite a lot like Sam Worthington from Titan <laughs> from um, from when we did... Uh, yeah, they're recycling. Yeah, recycling exactly. Suits. And also who I think I said in that one looked like the the fish monster from, from Hellboy, which yep. was a Guillermo del Toro film. Anyway, um, so it's just that one guy and then he's in a... Uh, 1940s secret bunker. Yep. The government have stolen him from a South American tribe yep. and are running experiments on uh, experiments on him. And the yep. um the uh, there is a mute uh, cleaning lady yep. who develops a relationship with this monster. Yeah. And then um as the science experiments become more brutal and they taser him and they say they're going to dissect him, she goes, "I want him to be free." And it all sort of spirals out of control as yeah. she decides to to let him loose. Yeah, and there's also hints that she might be getting her own set of powers as well. There's a bit oh, in really? the trailer where she's shown to be controlling the Bubbles water droplets. Of water, or yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as she's riding on a bus or something. Yeah, very it, very whimsical, very but whimsical with a hint of creepy, which is kind yeah. of where. When when the trailers for Pan's Labyrinth came out, everyone thought it was sort of like this whimsical fairy tale adventure for kids, and then it turns out it's like, oh wait, it's kind of like a pseudo horror film. I mean, the um, Gestapo captain beats a guy to death with yeah. like a bottle, like halfway yeah, through yeah, that yeah. film. And I'm like, oh, not a whimsical kids fairy no, tale no, at no. all. But this one feels like it could actually go a little bit further down that whimsical fairy tale kind of thing because it 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 does sort of market itself as a love story between the deaf woman and this sea creature, this sort of mermaid-esque... Creature, almost like a, a kind of a Maybe creature the, from the Black crutch- Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, not quite as scaly, a bit more yeah. amphibious, but that sort of style of is, sea monster Is that man. what Guillermo del Toro has done? Has, has Creature from Black Lagoon just gone straight to public domain? Exactly. He's pulled it out. 
Is is this is this another film in the dark universe? I Am I getting is. closer to no, winning my no, bet? No, no, it's not. Not officially, unless Russell Crowe turns up at the end and starts going on about how they've got some kind of secret society and then we must take him away. Then no. Yeah. Um. I mean, this this film looks interesting and it yeah. looks it looks well made. I'm very surprised it's got a best picture nomination Me too. Um. It looks. I mean. Uh, but that gives me hope. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, Gildormo del uh, Toro, <laughs> whatever. I, I can't. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo uh, which means to protect with a shield. Really? Um, I mean, it's it's the same derivative of William um, yeah. in, in English. Very well. Um, Guillermo uh, del Toro of to to protect with a shield from a bull. I believe <laughs> is the actual uh, etymology of his name. Fair enough. Yep. Um, it's very specific. Yes. Uh, he he's done like very commercial Hellboy mm. type Hollywood action films and a few other sort of. I mean, uh, he's been very. He's actually been very hit and miss lately. So he came out like Pan's Labyrinth came out, and again that one was nominated for Oscars. I think yeah. it won a few of them, and then he kind of vanished for a while. He was attached to the Hobbit for the longest yeah, while. For a long time. He was like in pre-production for that, and then had to walk away. And then he's always been trying to get in the Hall of the Mountain King going. Okay. I believe I quite like that, um, uh, which he's had massive troubles with then he did pacific rim which was pretty decent but nothing like book of life did he book, direct no it? he didn't direct that he produced that um and then yeah he's sort of been flitting around with producing and this and that but he hasn't done a film like this for a while yeah. that's actually garnered a fair bit of attention who knows it might be quite an emotionally complex film it could be uh and that's why it's that's uh, you why know good <laughs> special effects well i mean a lot of it is sort of saying that it's a it's a love story where the two main people can't actually talk to one another. Yeah. Which is like an interesting concept, but I'm not sure how you do well. They must have done it well if it they got did, an yeah. Oscar nomination. Um, and there's a line in there. It's like, uh, he's not even human. And then the mute lady signs, if we do this, then neither are we. Yeah. I'm like, that's a really good line. But in a trailer, when she just sort of stands there moving her hands yeah. and you have to read the subtitles, yeah. it kind of loses quite a lot of its effect. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, is that just my hang-up on like needing an emotional delivery of people with people vocalizing it and actually yeah. putting intonation on there? It's really quite interesting that they can't do that, and 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 to see how that'll come across. Indeed. Uh, again, we haven't watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> we just no, assume we it's good. Um, uh, I think it's still out in cinemas somewhere. Probably uh, limited release, whatever, whatever. Uh, great. So there's our three trailers for the uh, for our Oscar special. Now there are, of course, a whole bunch of other films that got nominated for Oscars, but we really don't care about them. No. Um, also, I watched one of them because one of them is Dunkirk. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've seen any of them. No. Uh, oh, fair enough. I mean, I, I spent most. Well, that's of, good. That's most a- of last year watching the Emoji movie and <laughs> and Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles and a whole bunch of really <laughs> other horrible films and not making any time to watch good and interesting and engaging films. But that's so. fine. I think from these trailers, uh, the things that stand out to me are emotionally complex story or emotionally complex themes. Yep. Uh, historical kind of context uh, for at least the post and, post and the shape of water. They're yeah, it's, like, it sort of feels that they both feel a bit nostalgic American. Yeah. And they all have an American setting. They um, do, yeah. Which uh, I don't know if that's a, a bias with the Oscar judges, but mm. so long as they're willing to, to nominate that, maybe we set out in America just to, to placate Why them not? a little bit. Why not? Um, yeah, all right. Okay, well, let's have a bit of a think. I think it is actually my turn this week to pick, it pick is three. Indeed. I haven't made up my mind yet. I need a bit of time to think about it. What, what should we do while, uh, while mm, I'm thinking? Mm, I would propose we take a lovely old stroll 10 metres into your backyard. <laughs> into the green room. Into the green room. All Here right, we let's go. go. 
uh, I think the fresh air is really sort of... I'm liking it, yeah. yeah. It feels nice out here. It is. It's really sort of cleared my mind a little bit. I can look at things uh, with a, a little bit of a fresh perspective. So, yes. we have a uh, near history piece about a dying industry mm-hmm. um, that's people are in trouble. Yep. Uh, we have a small town quick uh, witty dialogue yep. about uh, social injustice. Yep. Or we have a semi-fantasy sci-fi uh, near past yes. uh, love story. Yep. What a mixed bag. And and, and are, we, are we specifically tailoring this film to try and get nominated for next year's Oscars? I think so. I think we want to go... I know we've done this in the past. We I know we sort of pitched Tequila Gold as the Oscar film to end all Oscar films. I mean, but we were going we were going about it the wrong way. Because I think we all we did with that was just like, well, we're just going to go for best costume and we're going to just shove every best costume winner into our film. Yeah. But that's not the way to do it. That's clearly not what gets no, the Oscars. We went laser-focused. I think this... This time we need broad spectrum. Yeah, uh, really, sort of try and hit as many as categories many, as, many. as possible. Oh man, now, does this does this mean? I mean, I don't want to. Uh, it does. I, I think I know what you're thinking. Yep. Uh, I mean, I wanted to do the Washington Post sort of political thing. Yeah. But if we really want to go that broad spectrum, yep. of doing something that has every possible Oscar <laughs> category that we can think of, we have yeah. to do the uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, Creature, uh, po- near past steampunk, uh, sort of film. <laughs> right, yeah, that just it just covers everything. Everything. We, yeah, we can get um, nominations for costuming. Yep. for special effects, for music, uh, cinematography. Yeah, all yep. of all of those things there. So I think that's Excellent. probably what we're going to have to go for. All right, great. I love that idea. So uh, we are we going for a love story or are we going for? I mean, like. There's no reason why we can't have a political intrigue section of our film either. That's true. Why not? Like, why not mash them all up together? Surely if if The Post can get nominated and The Shape of Water can get nominated, surely a film that is both of those, it's a much more convenient package. You don't need to worry about having two films. You can have one that has all of them in there. I like it. I kind of like the idea of someone who gets nominated as the head of a dying industry. Yep who is also a creature or monster <laughs> who has to wear like a prosthetic suit. Hey, and you know want to know how, you, you want to know how we make this like emotionally complex. The thing they fall in love with someone in the industry that's replacing the industry that's dying. Oh wow. Yeah. All right, what what's our dying industry? Uh oh, well, again slightly controversial here in terms of what industry that we choose and therefore say is dying. I mean, having said that, I mean the uh like there will be blood. Yep. Is is sort of talking about like this American oil baron. Yep. Um, and that's obviously all now sort of done in the the Middle East for the most part. I suppose yep. there is some, uh, but it's all, all mainly done by big sort of corporations. Newspaper is sort of dying. Print media yep. is sort of already dead, and now mm. we're sort of in the the post death. So we yeah. can choose anything from like uh, the nineteen tens <laughs> or nineteen twenties. Pick an industry that's already dead. And then, and then we we do, we tell the story of that dying and being steadily replaced yeah, by something. I else. had a, I had an awful, possibly terrible idea, but the, the phone book industry. <laughs> I, I don't I don't mind it. I, I actually I, I think I would prefer yeah. payphones. Payphones in the same yeah, sort yeah. of style. It is it is the 
the the guy who owns <laughs> the the payphone companies yep. and is slowly being phased out by mobile phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like there's a few sort of um and again, maybe we even tie in phone books as well because they used to have like those little phone books yeah. next to the payphones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that were attached to like a big chain and half the pages were gone. Exactly. Out of it. Yep. Okay. Um, and what sort of cryptozoological <laughs> creature is this head of the payphone <laughs> industry? Well, I like the idea that it's some kind of creature, like you know, back in the in the good old days, if they were good, uh, the whole idea of switchboards. Yes. So some kind of creature that either interfaces with a switchboard, so it has many appendages, so it can either like redistribute all the connections or it actually plugs into the switchboard itself and everything runs through itself and it is the physical like switchboard i, I actually love this because uh have you seen those like clockwork automatons yeah, yeah yeah like so the story is this guy is a clockwork automaton yeah who was originally built in like the 1920s 20s, yep. when the um when the the phone switchboard industry yep. was going, and he he was the interface, yep. and over like the course of fifty years, has slowly climbed his way up to actually be the head yeah. of um uh payphones and the the yeah. the, the actual uh, uh copper network. Yep. Um, he's made of copper. He feels an affinity <laughs> with the network itself. He knows the ins and outs of it. Yep. But he's also like whilst not mortal in the same way that people are. Yeah. Is he's sort of slowly got what they call I think a verdigris is the name of that. Um, okay. green patina that's formed ah, on copper. from copper, yeah, when uh, it oxidizes. And, and, yeah, yeah, as it oxidizes. And so he's sort of like so somewhat like the Statue of Liberty, um, slowly over time gone from this sort of shiny, coppery yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing to this sort of very, um, yeah... Clanky, cr- cr- cruddy, yeah. crunchy and, and ju- kind of, just yeah. as like uh, he is the metaphor as the industry slowly um, becomes obsolete, he yep. is slowly becoming obsolete yeah. as well. I love it. Uh, I, that, that is very Delta the, <laughs> Like there's that clockwork <laughs> monster man. I also love the idea of Automaton because it also reminds me of another Oscar winning film, Hugo by Martin Scorsese, exactly. which had a fair few Automatons in it. I was going to bring that up when we were talking about uh, this film. It has, a, it has a very similar feel yeah, yeah. to The Shape of Water yep. um, and Pan's Labyrinth. Great. See, um, again, we said it back in see okay so this is going to be more of a modern story then no it's not i'll tell no? you what we do okay we do a really clever thing where it's told simultaneously in the past and in the present ah, and it's sort of like great. this jo- yeah. dual story and we jump back and forth between the stories yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit uh bicentennial man, bicentennial man. Ro- yeah, robin yeah. williams got that sort of i think that's obviously it's more of a story told over the course of centuries also and it doesn't, that, that's definitely not a high water film that we should be yeah, using i know but but it's, it's sort of like maybe we bounce back and forth and as we learn yeah. certain things from the the present story yep. it ties back into the past story yep. and yeah oh excellent I, uh, brilliant emotionally complex thematically complex the kind of film that you're going to walk out of going I don't know how I feel about yeah. this jumping time oh it's great what, I love it, it. what is humanity if can a can a mechanical man be yeah, human yeah. Um, can they love yep do they just love the copper phone network yeah, or yeah, can they yep. form actual connections with real yep. people yep um, what but, happens when we phase out that technology exactly, that's not even yeah. needed anymore? So there's all those kind of like high uh, impact emotional questions. But to add in the intrigue and the spy, as- well, not the spy aspect, but like the SP, no, it, the yeah, uh, the political thriller kind of aspect yeah. of it. There needs to be some kind of conspiracy theory as to uh, what's going to happen to those payphones. So maybe. It's going to be um, this other company's like, we're going to buy out the payphones, but we're going to keep them all there. We're going to restore them to their pristine working order, add in some new features. You know how some payphones allow you to SMS as yeah, well, yeah. and they act as internet hotspots and all that. This company's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do all of that. 
And our automaton is like, well, I guess it's the march of progress. But secretly, that company that's going to buy them out is actually going to completely wipe them clear and suck up all the cable, all the copper wiring underneath it as well and recycle it all for the manufacturer of mobile phones. Oh, right. Okay. They're getting that. that I, I thought we were going to go with the... Um uh, you know how sometimes these things tie in a little bit with real world uh, political events. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not yep. sure how much real world stuff the Washington Post was. I thought you were going to say those guys are going to buy it up, but then tap the phones oh, and secretly yeah. record the message because there was all that sort of wiretapping yeah, yeah, yeah. things that went on recently. The CIA and the FBI have and all of your NSA, information. Yeah. They record exactly how long phone calls were for. Yep. They flagged certain keywords, yep. and if you say bomb terrorists blow up <laughs> then your recordings flagged and they'll oh, hunt you great. down and you know who okay so then let's say the our our love interest nsa officer listening in oh, on the wow. tapped phone line of our automaton listening to how he is just like on the verge of breaking down because he he knows his time is up and he knows that he's not he's not long for this world in terms of the march of progress and technology yeah and this other person sitting on the other end just listening to all the calls develops this like feelings and emotions and a kind of love for this yeah. automaton. But it's like a Romeo and Juliet story. They can't be together. No. They exactly. can't. They're from di- you know, they're from the opposite ends of the spectrum. Although somewhat ironically, she's sitting in there intercepting and redirecting phone calls yep. uh in the present day, which yeah. is what the automaton was, was originally doing. built yeah. to do in the past. And yeah. there's these really interesting parallels between that as well. Exactly. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I love this. Okay. So do we need I mean, who who's gonna be our NSA officer? Because it really could be anyone. It doesn't need to be but it, but it has to be someone who's due for an Oscar, who's yep. like been there. I was gonna I was gonna say Anne Hathaway, but she got one, didn't she? For Did she? Les Mis, maybe she may have won an Oscar. Uh, like I I, I, I vaguely, vaguely recall seeing yep. her like for so long. It's just like when is it Anne's <laughs> turn? When is it Anne's <laughs> turn? And then she got it, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I was good enough all along, you know. Yeah. So we're looking who's for that? we're looking for the female equivalent of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, exactly. Who is that? who deserves an Oscar? See, Emma Stone already got her. Anna Kendrick might be sort of due for one. Yeah. She's been in and around that. Sort oh, she's of... been in so many of our films. Exactly. Now as well. I mean, she's yeah, she's been in a few of yeah. them. Having said that, she um. Uh, was snubbed this year. Fantastic performance in um, uh, KNI, GHDS. Yeah. And she's just sort of like, I'm like right on the cusp there yep. of getting an Oscar nomination. Mm. Hired a hitman to kneecap uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> um, uh, and I said, no, don't do that, Anna. Don't do that. You're playing it into, into her hands. If if Margot Robbie gets kneecapped yeah. for playing uh, Tonya Harding, Harding, it is just going to play into it and there's no way that she won't win for that performance. Yeah. And Anna's was like, okay, maybe I'll bide my time. Yeah. And then we are now going to pitch to her. Yep. She is going to be the female NSA agent yep. in, a, in our um, Oscar <laughs> film. And this is going to be her year. This is going to be the performance that gets her that, uh, that gold statue. I love it. Great. Let's... <laughs> Because can you imagine, like, Margot Robbie, in, in that scenario, they'd have to do a live cross to the hospital that yeah. she's in. The, the poetic like, irony. Incarcerated just... with, like, bandages and, like, hooked up to, like, the bed. And she's just there feebly going, I'd like to thank the Academy. And then just... I wouldn't be surprised if she kneecapped herself just to win that <laughs> award. I wouldn't put her past her. That's, like, method acting to a, a whole other degree. Exactly. Uh, okay, great. So Anna Kendrick will be our NSA agent. Now, the automaton. I, I know we could 
actually build an automaton. Yeah. I we've tried in the past to actually design AI building <laughs> a, an intelligent robotic man. Yeah. Might not be great. Yep. I think we get an actor in a suit yeah, like, yeah. this time. We, we, see- we get really nice um, yeah. prosthetics and, and we don't even need proth- like Anthony Daniels does has been doing C-3PO since the first Star Wars film yeah and that's just a guy in a tin suit yeah so I mean there's no reason why we can't do something similar alright so who is who is this well, it literally could be anyone uh, I immediately thought of Gary Oldman Gary Oldman reason being is that he's <laughs> he's been so used to putting stuff on his face it's true for the <laughs> film he did but uh, but Gary Oldman isn't due an Oscar. I mean, he, he no, probably he isn't. will. Oh, no. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do so need a We need male. someone who's there who so, could... Like, I'm thinking... <laughs> who has taken over Leonardo DiCaprio's spot as most deserving of an Oscar but still hasn't won one I yet? I don't know. I'm thinking Michael Fassbender. I'm thinking Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I, I think, like, with that sort of robotic person with, like, fingers that are using to the jump of the yeah, lines, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking someone tall and thin. Benedict Cumberbatch that... is quite a good... Because uh, he's got a very thin face as yeah. well and very odd... Did he win Features? for, like, the imitation game oh, or anything like that? Maybe he did. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's nominated. I'm sure he's sort of in that in that uh, category of, of yep. someone who's, who's due a. Well, award. I mean, are we allowed to do uh, nominated? Absolutely. I mean, the, the more they've been nominated, the, the better. better. Yeah, okay. Uh, just as so long as they haven't won. All right, let's... I'm looking up... I'm, I'm just contacting the Academy now. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to quickly ask them. He's been nominated for three Lawrence Olivier Awards. Yep. Did he win uh, any of those? No. <laughs> okay, good, good. It's getting better. I don't know. Yeah, so there's a nominations. He won... Oh, no, he won one of them. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's also received Still four, two losses, yeah. four primetime Emmy Award nominations, Yeah. winning Outstanding Lead Actor in a Miniseries or a Movie for Sherlock. Yeah, sure. His performance in, in The Imitation Game earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. He's received six BAFTA nominations, five Screen Actors Guild nominations, and two Golden Globe nominations. That's quite a lot of nominations. Exactly, a lot of nom- his hit rate on those is, a, yeah, is like is, eight eight percent or something like that. Low, so yep. I think he's definitely the uh, the automaton. Yep. Um, so bimble bomb, crumble bomb. Yeah, like, I, the automaton. I think yeah. There's there's got to be some sort of acronym for um, and it, it spells out like you know um, Bertram or something <laughs> like that. And yeah, it's yeah. the the bionic engineered uh, telecommunications relay. And uh, messaging service. Isn't there an R before the T as well? Uh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> robotic. Uh, yeah, so, uh, robotic telecommunications, telecommunications relay, relay and messaging. Yeah, so yeah. so Bertram, the um, the automaton. Yep. And who's our, what's our NSA agent called? Uh, I think, like, just Vicky or something. Vicky, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, something like a person's name, because <laughs> she's just a person. Um, now, th- I think there needs to be some sort of pressure from a, a third party. Yep. Um, person, an older actor in a position who's like, oh, you know, yes. you, you knew, you knew Bertram, you yeah. knew this tapping was going on, yeah. you had the power to stop it, you were controlling the network yeah, and yeah. you still allowed the NSA to invade people's privacy. Yeah. Yep. Um, where Where is that pressure coming from? Who yeah. is who is that actor who's who's like the antagonist of the, of the story, who's trying to um, keep the NSA agent and, and Bertram apart, who's... Um, uh, put the government inquiry against the network. Who's, mm. um, yeah. There, there's, there's definitely that sort of very political, just sort of like wearing a blazer and sort of puts the hands on the hip and whips the <laughs> blazer back to. Oh, see, you could have done this. See, um, I, I mean, it could be Tom Hanks. He, it could he be pretty, Tom Hanks. Pretty yeah. much did that in, in the. No, post. but he's won too many Oscar awards. He has, he's actually yeah. won. So has Sean Connery won any 
Oscar award? He did. He won for The Untouchables. Oh, I did. Oh, that's uh, right, and he, he also too. is not making any films no, anymore. No, he retired many, many years ago. But, I mean, could this be the film that coaxes him out of retirement? But he's won an award, so we yeah. can't have that. Who isn't uh, sort of... What about um, Michael Caine? Michael Caine, I'm sure he's won Oscars. I don't think he has. The, I think he's a perennial who's nominated. Who's quite American? What's that one? How to Make an American Quilt? Um, <laughs> Harry Brown? Did he win for Harry Brown? Harry Harry Brown? Yeah, he was like an old curmudgeon guy. It was it was the uh, English Gran Torino. Oh, okay. Was it Harry Brown? I don't know if he won for that. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. I'm just contacting the Academy again. <laughs> They're getting quite sick of me just consistently <laughs> using the dedicated hotline we've got here. Just to direct into uh, someone there. Awards and honours. Let's see. Nominated for an Oscar six times. Oh, he won. What was one for Hannah and her sisters? Hannah and her sisters, which is uh, a Woody, Woody Allen. Uh, Woody, Woody, yeah, Woody, we don't talk about Woody Allen. <laughs> All right, so Michael Caine's out. Michael Caine can't do it. Dang, oh no, that's a shame. Who's who's a, an actor of that sort of same caliber, of that same ilk? Uh, why did I immediately think of Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> right. he, hasn't he won for like screenplay? Oh, he won for walk- I'm sure yeah. he won for Rocky or something. Yeah, at some but point. I mean, not an acting Oscar, but like definitely like sort of writing. Yeah. Why is it so hard to cast an actor that hasn't won anything? We need fantastic actors who are <laughs> underutilized. We, has we, Hugh Jackman won any Academy Awards? I don't think he has. That's not bad. And he's getting to that, like, he... We don't actually need him to spend so many hours at the gym yeah, yeah. deadlifting That's to right. play this role. We need him to actually, like, beef up a little bit, like, in terms of just get a bit fat. Let yeah, himself exactly. go. Like Russell Crowe did that for like the Insider and stuff like that. Or, or <laughs> not the Insider, but he he definitely let himself go. And I then think like he's just let himself go naturally. I don't know. He he buffed up for the Superman film. Did um, he? Yeah, he got, oh, okay. he got re- real into shape for that one. And, and then, then he and let, let it himself go, go again. Let it go for the Mummy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was very blotchy in the Mummy. Ah, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, sure, I like that. Um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, we need a yeah we need a uh, like a tubby. <laughs> Having said that, so Hugh Jackman, um, Hugh Jackman played wool- the Wolverine. Yes. in our in K N I G H T. So he played Ava Wolverine, but not yeah, the Wolverine. Not the Wolverine. Anna <laughs> Kendrick played like the White Rabbit. So it's sort of becoming it's a, a bit yeah, of yeah. A, a reunion for those. But that's guys. fine. But I think we need to get ourselves into the territory of a lot of A list Hollywood directors like uh, Spielberg. The Spielberg always casting the Coen uh, brothers always casting the same kind yeah. of people was yeah. anderson the uh, yeah um who was it scorsese, scorsese has a yeah, lot yeah. of leonardo yep. dicaprio films yep. so. uh, sophia coppola as well she tends to cast the same actors all over again so i mean that's the thing it's the auteur directors that have like their starting lineup of actors that they cast and everything unless they can't get them for whatever reason and they're just like yep you 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 and you you're in our film we don't really care who <laughs> you're sort of do like, we get Isaac and Najee to um to direct to direct this one. Yeah, do you reckon like that buzz that he's currently got going I think will we need, yeah. continue? We through? need to capitalize on it. I think that's a good idea. I think uh, if we can get like even better, if we can get like Isaac and Najee's like both films nominated. Yeah, that's true. And then that and then doesn't it, happen very often. And then you'll see a little cut to cut to them. I mean, I say he. It could. We don't know. Could, could be. Uh, could be anyone. Just cuts to a blank chair. Yeah, an empty seat, and yeah. it's just sort of like conceptually, who is this person <laughs> nominated for for two separate films this year? Yep. And we still don't even know what's yeah. going to happen if they win. Yeah. Um, who's going to make the speech? Yep. Uh, I think the the shortest speech uh, ever at the Oscars was two words by Alfred Hitchcock, which oh, yeah. was uh, "Thank you." Oh, he just yeah. took the stat, and then nice I think and I think someone actually may have beaten it like the following year, where they just said, "Thanks," yeah, and just walked away. Yeah, so. so I reckon when we win, Isaac and Najee, uh, the the shortest ever speech, no words, no words, because like the person 
yeah. curt nod, maybe a tip of the hat, and then off you go. I think what we should do, we'll have the we'll have someone in a morph suit, a green morph suit. Somehow we'll interrupt the live Oscar broadcast and comp in someone yes. or something. Yep. Ha- like picking up the statuette or statuettes. Let's yes, face it. I mean, it, I mean, we are going broad spectrum costuming. Yep. absolutely. Like a, yeah, yeah. a automaton yeah. mechanical man. Um, uh, soundtrack. I, I really like the idea of you have like uh, you know the almost like you know how the modem, the old dial-up modems. He's got so you have this like electronic techno-y stuff for the new stuff, but yep. this sort of like older. So we get like one of those, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. not necessarily Philip Glass, but someone who's doing something yeah, Philip Glass esque like to come ben through. Ben Burt style. I don't know Ben Burt, but sure, he's on. You know, he's on board. You know his work. He did all of Star Wars. <laughs> sure. It was his name, John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for sound, for sound effects. Oh, sound effects. I'm Sorry, actually, I'm going for music? score. Oh, like, I'm, I'm thinking we get like, like one of those guys, like an electronic mixer who has all these sort of conceptual. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like um, popular no, DJ here. Yeah, and uh, Dead Mouse. Dead yeah, Mouse will one. do it for oh, us. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure, absolutely. So Dead Mouse can car can uh, compose for the modern segments of the film, and then we get an old timey like yeah. composer. To do the old timey bits, yeah, and then they'll work together collaboratively and do this like really fantastic yeah. sort of setting. And then obviously double costume, like we'll win, we'll yeah, win yeah. two awards for costume for the yep. same film because it's set in two separate time periods yep. simultaneously. Yep. Um. Obviously, the the further from time you go back, the more sort of color correcting, grading, <laughs> cinematography stuff. Yep. Um. Period piece. And Perfect. Then, yeah. It's, I mean, we've got we've got so many opportunities for awards here. It's uh, oh, it's, crazy. it's outstanding. We are going to win so many awards. Title. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the last thing we're going to figure out now because you can't have on that Oscar PDF that they send out untitled film from Isaac and AJ. Like that Isaac one. And. Isaac and. Sorry. No, no. Isaac and is his first name. Uh, Isaac and. No, no. You're putting a D in there. Yeah. Isaac and. Yeah. Isaac and. And his last name is Nay-J. Nay-J. Isaac and Nay-J. Oh, so this is like, it's like the Lord Miller problem from exactly. the other week. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we can't just have untitled film. No. Uh, um, in italics on the so, so PDF. So all the ones we looked at, we looked at three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. That's a bit of a mouthful. The that, Post. That, that feels like a, a Wes Anderson, you know, the curious case of the yeah. Hymenopteryx sort of like. Too whimsical. Lots of whimsical. The Post is just, ba-boom, yep. like right there. And to See, the that, point. That, that says like hard political thriller. And The Shape of Water the is a little bit water. more sort of poetic. It's like, oh, what is the color mm. of the wind um yeah yeah so, so if we can somehow mix the harshness of the post with a little bit of the touch of the metaphorical floweriness yeah. of the shape of water then we'll be on a winner so you know okay so the post has two words the shape of water has four words we so clearly we need a three word film title um i think it's, it's i mean copper is like such a important part of yep. our story i kind of feel like it needs to sort of fit in there in some capacity yeah um, and this is about like phone tap, the copper tap. Oh, uh, uh, taps, taps a bit too harsh. Taps, yeah. Um, I tra- think uh, tr- the c- transmission is that like um, the copper transmission. Yeah, I mean that feels like the imitation game is sort yeah. of like of the or the theory of everything yep. sort of fits into that sort of like style of. Yep. Um, is uh, it just the transmission or just transmission? Transmission. Oh, we go. Yeah, one word. Transmission. A kind of. I kind of like that. Also wins awards because you get stuff like you know Arrival by Denny Villeneuve, which is quite you know that's Oscar heavy, that's yep. Oscar Beatty. Transmission. That sounds like a film that's been released before, though. It, it sounds like a car film, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds like 
Yeah, transmission. Who's <laughs> going from first gear to top gear? <laughs> you know what it transmission. is? It's, it's a budget version of Transformers. Oh, it's, it's somewhere between Transformers and Too Fast, Too Furious. That's so right, like, yeah. yeah that's, I'm surprised we haven't done that already. <laughs> so we can't call it transmission. No. Damn it. The Copper Connection. Copper Connection. Ooh, Connection's great. Connection's great. Because Connection is like a phone connection. Yeah. It's a connection between Love people. Love Connection, yeah. Connection. The Connection? The Connection. The connection. How about like, oh, you're connected. No, that just sounds like you've got mail. That's right. Yeah, it does. No, that's, yeah. Okay. Connection. The connection. The connection is where it, it needs, it to, needs to be there. Yeah. Because yeah. like, imagine like you see that on a list and you're like, what's that film about? What's going on there? That could be anything. Yeah. And then when you watch the film, you literally realize it is everything. Yeah, exactly. It's literally connected. It's figuratively connected. It's metaphorically, metaphorically connected. connected. Yep. Poet, ironically connected. <laughs> yep. Um, Disconnected, connected. Yeah. When you um, walk out of the film and wonder what you just watched. Alliteratively connected. Yep. yep. Um, Onomatopoeically connected. Yeah, exactly. Adverb connected. <laughs> so many English literature analysis words you can bring in here. <laughs> All right, great. So connected. Wasn't no, the connection? The connection. The connection. The connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really doesn't. forgot our film name. <laughs> the connection. Yeah. Great. Love it. I think that's a wrap. It is indeed. Uh, as per usual, housekeeping for the week. Uh, if you haven't been keeping an eye on our Facebook feed, then what are you doing with your life? I, I actually got some feedback on this. Oh, really? One of my friends said, Isaac, your emoji clues are too hard. Oh. And to be fair, one of the films was Titan. <laughs> And I did a picture of a tie and a picture of a tin. And I went, people will get that that's Titan. And it really looked more like a business soup. Um, so I apologize for that. I'll uh, With the, the films being Oscar-nominated films, there'll be a, a smaller pool to choose from. It should be a little bit easier this yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, Titan was a little bit of an obscure film. People didn't get Deadpool. And it was a skull and someone swimming. Yeah. And I did it twice because it was Deadpool 2. I thought that was all right. Yeah, uh, you know, that's, it's weird enough that you say that because when you sent me <laughs> you sent me the emoji clues before you put them on Facebook, and I'm like, what's that swimming one? Yeah, we, we, you knew what three trailers I, we'd I was, watched. I was You'd there. watched them. We'd narrowed them down to three, and you still couldn't get the swimming <laughs> one. Um, that's okay. Anyway. We'll, uh, I'll, if it's a difficult one like Titan, yep. I might put a few clues up. I might. I really wanted a picture of like Saturn. And to put a moon next to it, but there's no Saturn emoji. There should be emojis for all of the planets. I know. I mean, the emoji consortium is really dropping the ball here. Yeah. Uh, I've got another direct line to them. That's true. I mean, I did notice in the most recent update, there's now a a T-Rex. Yeah. So I I just feel as though we we need need to watch trailers that have dinosaurs in them (laughs) now that we've got like... (laughs) So this this show should really just be about what emojis we can find. Exactly. Instead of the other way around, me coming up with clues for trailers based on the available emojis, we should just watch trailers (laughs) that I already know we have emojis (laughs) that I can describe with. All right, great. Uh, We'll do that. So those clues appear here every monday yeah. i believe don't tell anyone we're actually recording on a monday night so if you're waiting for the clues i'll put them up now uh <laughs> technically it's still a monday uh and then yeah we'll put up the trailers on a tuesday trailers on the tuesday we'll give you a bit more time because uh, i'm sure are there, is there a billboard emoji <laughs> is there an ebbing missouri <laughs> emoji uh it might be <laughs> there could be i don't know can you just i mean can you ebb something can we put a tide perhaps to show that the Tide is ebbing. Is there a bill board? I could bill. Do. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Th- Dollar bill <laughs> with a board. Yeah, sure. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah. See, if you're listening to this, 
and somehow you are in the you have the ability to travel back in time, you could quite easily cheat and answer these clues. Exactly. And you'll get fame and fortune. Just like Indiana Jones. <laughs> fortune and glory. Fortune and glory, sorry. Oh, how did I screw that up? Uh so those, yeah. Mondays yeah. for the clues, Tuesdays for the trailers, Wednesdays for the episodes. Yeah. Uh, and that's all happening on Facebook where you can um talk to us you can post yeah. suggestions you can mess with us with our emoji clues yeah. as well as certain ex-employees of ours tend to do <laughs> but anyway uh we're also on twitter for some reason at movie film studio don't bother going there it's really just a deserted like wasteland of links directly to our episodes one day that'll get fixed uh we are moviefilmstudios.net is our website where you can find our bios all of our previous episodes and a list of every single film we've ever made yeah and a nice handy page for Mufuzawidada. Are you proud of me that I'm actually getting that right now? It, it took you a long time. <laughs> Struggle with it. It took you us being ousted from our uh, headquarters <laughs> to actually finally learn the name of that. Uh, it'll, it'll take me ages to figure, to get the name of our director down. So uh, Isaac and... Najay. Najay. There we go. Isaac and Najay. Isaac and... Nay-jay. You don't need to put so much of a pause. He doesn't. It's, ha- it's not Isaac and the Rock Najay, <laughs> and we've removed. The, it's just Isaac and Najay. It's. I'll get there. I'll get there. And well, I mean, to be fair, you just need to say Isaac and Najay, which is Isaac and AJ. True. And it just sounds like Isaac and Najay. True. Because that's where the the error has come <laughs> from. So just say Isaac and Najay. Isaac and Najay. There we yeah. go. Great. I can do it. Um, we're also on YouTube if for some reason you want to listen to our podcast on our video website, and we're on. Uh, we're on Podbean. Podbean. That's we have yet. iTunes. iTunes. And pretty much anywhere else you can get podcasts, I guess. And that's it. Yeah, so I suppose that all that remains is to thank you all for listening again this week. Indeed. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Martin.